This is Merrimack Talks Business, a faculty and staff-run podcast in the Gerard School of Business, GSB, here at Merrimack College, featuring stories, conversations, and interesting insights into everything GSB. We welcome you to listen and learn more about who we are, what we do, and how much we look forward to connecting with you in this very special way. In this episode, we have our very special guest, Professor Aaron Mansfield, who is an assistant professor of sports management and is currently completing his PhD in sports management at UMass Amherst. Originally from Buffalo, New York, Aaron was inspired by Buffalo Bills fans to research sports consumer behavior. He studies psychological identification in fandom, and his research has been published in the Journal of Sports Management and Sports Management Review. He teaches courses in sports management and also serves as an associate editor for ESPN and contributing writer for Complex Media. Finally, there are two cool things I must mention. He is one handsome professor, and he is about to become a handsome dad as well. Without further ado, Let's listen to the podcast interview coming up. Professor Aaron Mansfield, welcome to this podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Eric. Thanks so much for having me. And I think it's a great idea that you're doing these podcasts. I'm super excited to hear the interviews you do with my colleagues and just get the word out about everything exciting happening here at Gerard. Yeah, we, we are very fortunate to have you. You are a new member of the uh, Gerard School of Business. And, you know, I can't tell how lucky we are to have you. And one thing I like to point out is how handsome you are, you know. <laughs> when you were here on the interview, I just told myself, what a handsome guy. I wanna know, know, know more. <laughs> I don't know so, about that. I think I, I've been told I have a face for podcasting, so maybe that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so um, before we get to uh, the main topic, I just wanna ask you some random questions. You know, I love football. You know, I love Broncos. I'm a fan of Broncos. What's, uh, what's your favorite team? Well, first of all, my condolences on the Monday night game. That was a tough <laughs> game. But my, my favorite team is the Buffalo Bills. I, I grew oh. up in Buffalo, New York. And if people are sports fans, they probably know that the Bills mafia, the Bills fan base is super rabid and passionate about the team. And my earliest memories revolve around watching games with my family and with friends and everyone wearing the jerseys and eating the chicken wings and football was a real rallying thing in my community. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel you. I, I spend my time in upstate New York. So I know it's, it's a Buffalo Bills nation. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Every, um, on the game day, on the Sunday, you know, people would drive around on their pickup truck with a flag, Buffalo Bills flag hanging around. And it just reminds me of Buffalo Bill and their uh, past legacy, you know. Uh, nowadays, hopefully with a new quarterback and 
um, they, they're gonna get better and better. Um, it surprised me that you're not a Patriots fan because you spent a lot of time in Massachusetts as well. Yeah, a lot of people say that. And ironically, I'm actually married to a Patriots fan. So ah. we, have a, we have a little household rivalry. It's always fun around Thanksgiving <laughs> with all my Patriots fan family members. And it's fun now because the tides are turning a little bit. So it's a little more competitive, but I haven't ever been able to say anything because the Pats are just so dominant. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They dominated AFC for a long, long time. My wife is a, um, Bre uh, a Brady's fan. You know, uh, Brady, um, he graduated from U of Michigan. And my wife graduated from U of Michigan. So we always have a conversation, serious conversation there about who do you root for? Broncos or New England Patriots? But now yeah, I guess, or the Buccaneers now. Yeah, but now everything is solved. That's no problem there. All right. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that little interesting pieces there. Um, for, um, I'd like to start with one question, which is um, for those who, for students who don't know about you or for our prospective students, um, do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself? Briefly tell us what's your, um, What's your hobby and anything interesting you'd like to share with our students? Yeah, well, I'm a new faculty member, as you mentioned. So fall 2020 is my first semester here at Merrimack. And I'm an assistant professor of sport management, which means that I teach intro to sport management, some of the other sport classes here. So if you come to Merrimack and you study sport management, you're probably going to take a class with me because we have three faculty members in the department. And I come from an interesting sports industry background. So I did my PhD at UMass Amherst and I do research on sports fans. And then from the industry side, I currently work for ESPN in sports media. But before that, I worked in sports technology sales. And before that, I was an assistant college basketball coach. And before that, I was a newspaper reporter. So like a lot of college students, I really went into school not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. I knew that I loved sports. I knew that I wanted to teach at some point because my dad was a professor. But what I tell students is you need to try things out and see where it leads you. So I tried a number of different, different directions and I'm so excited and grateful that it's brought me here to Merrimack. Yeah, yeah. Sports management is an interesting field to be in and it's growing with a uh, the tremendous speed with a lot of, you know, uh, students interested in, you know, this concentration. And I, <clears throat> when I was reading at your uh, CV or resume, I was impressed by the number of industrial experiences you have, the great interesting experiences, and also your background, not only in sports management, but also in journalism and English and all of this uh, interesting combination kind of help you uh, along the way. And I think that's just very impressive uh, that you get to do that. Now that, that question lead me to the second one though. Um, what made you change and become a sports management major? You know, you were in U of Buffalo and then all of a sudden sports management, what happened there? Yeah, yeah. So I studied English and journalism at the University at Buffalo, at which you mentioned. And Khalil Mack was there at the time, which was really fun. So I got to cover his career 
and I was working, I started at a TV station, then I was at a newspaper and I was looking at the future of sports media and it just looked so uncertain and everything was changing then and it's changing even more now. And I thought, I still want to be involved in this, but I don't think I want it to be my main profession. So I was also coaching high school basketball at the time and I decided to pursue a master's degree in sport management. And I had the opportunity to coach at Amherst College, which is right by UMass while I was there. And absolutely loved it and knew I wanted to work in the sports industry, figured out that coaching wasn't exactly what I wanted to do for my profession either, even though I loved it. And as I said, I just kind of kept trying things out, different parts of the sports industry. And eventually you find the right path for you. And for me, that was academia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can share a similar path here. My um, three levels degree, bachelor's degree, master's degree, and PhD degree, they're all in different majors and different concentrations. So I know there's challenging uh, aspect to it when you switch from one major to the other, but also you get a lot of other additional benefits from different perspective and combining them together in your, in your career path. And I'm just lucky to, to see that academic is one of your, uh, the, the passion you, you pursue down the road. And, you know, when I was a college student, I've always wondered what, um, what is the typical day like for a professor? I know they teach classes in front, in front of us, but other than that, what else do they do? Do you mind share a little bit about your typical day when you step on campus or now in COVID-19 time when you stay home and work from home, what's your typical, typical day like? Yeah, it's funny you say that because I remember when I was a college student, I had no idea in my mind that there were different types of professors. Like an adjunct professor to me was the same as a full professor. It didn't occur to me that PhD student, assistant professor, associate, I had no idea there was a differentiation. So for me as an assistant professor, for the students who don't understand, I'm pretty early in my career. I'm out of my PhD and I'm a relatively new faculty member. So starting up here at Merrimack, it's been an unusual semester, as you alluded to. And it's been a lot of Zoom meetings, teaching preparation, research. I'm still finishing my dissertation. So I'm going to be defending at UMass over Zoom in a couple months. So research, teaching, Zoom. I think academics have probably spent more time on email this semester than we ever had before. <laughs> so a lot of those things. I do love meeting with students. I still get to do a lot of that, albeit over Zoom now. And if we're talking a typical day on campus, I also go to Sparky's and get lunch. I also go over to the rec center and work out there. And I'm not on campus a ton, usually two or three days a week, but I really love being on campus and just feeling the energy of other people. Yeah, MC is truly a um, very warm welcome community. And I feel the same. And I'm happy that you are already checking out these different locations. And I'm, I'm sure you have a very favorite spot on uh, campus so far. What would be your favorite spot at M M MC? It's got to be the rec center for me. I'm a, I'm a big <laughs> health and fitness guy. I love to exercise. I have a gym in our house at home, which nice. is awesome. Nice. But the rec center 
is so expansive and they've done such a good job of instilling COVID protocols and cleaning everything down. Everyone is being so respectful, cleaning off the equipment. So you come in for a 50 minute shift to exercise and you stick to that schedule and they do a deep clean of the whole thing in between. And for me, the part of the day where I get to exercise, it's just so good for your mind. It makes yeah. you feel so alive. Absolutely. So I would say, I would say that's my favorite part. All right, great. And I think the students will experience the same thing with a 15 minute window, they got to try a lot of different things and still staying safe, staying healthy. And that's just great. <clears throat> now, when we are on the sports management topic on sports topic, we can go all, we can go so long, right? We can talk a lot about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> on the academic side, I know you have been teaching um, intro to sports management and doing um, this um, sports practicum. Now, do you mind sharing a little bit about these two courses that you are teaching right now? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're very different courses. So intro to sport management is for typically earlier education students, people who are sophomores. I have some freshmen, some juniors, and it's really an introduction to the world of sports. So that's a bigger class. We have 40 students and we're meeting hybrid over in-person and Zoom. When we meet in person, everyone has the masks on and we have, we're socially distant and everything. And we really break down the sports industry into its component parts. So just like an intro to marketing or an intro to business, you're taking this big subject and you're kind of splitting it into a pie and you're saying, here, here are all the different parts just to give an entry level education to it. And it's been a lot of fun. The students have been awesome. We've still been able to create a sense of community, even though a lot of the students are fully remote or everyone is at least partly remote. So that's been fun. And then the sport practicum is for graduating seniors. And this is one of the things I think is really, really cool about Merrimack's program is you need to complete a sports industry internship before you graduate. So we got creative with some of the students because they had in-person arrangements set up and then they transitioned to Zoom. But we have 17 students completing internships this fall. And as they complete the internship, they're completing assignments as well, geared around having them reflect on those experiences and ultimately consider, what am I learning from this that I'm gonna take forward into my career? Exactly. And I think for sports management students, these kind of uh, industrial experience and practicum opportunities are great. I know we, are, we have a very solid sports management program. You, Ben, and Tessu, they're all great professors. And I'm just happy that we, we got to grow this program to an even larger one. We have increasing student body in this coming years, and I'm excited for you. Um, speaking of um, the practicum experience, I know we have a lot of placement in the past at Merrimack College. Um, what do you want to bring i know you're a new member so what else what what other kind of experience do you want to bring to mc i think one of the great advantages of trying out so many things in my 20s in the sports industry is that i got to meet people in so many different sectors and that has been so beneficial in terms of introducing students to people in the industry so when i meet with a student and they say i want to work in golf 
or I want to work in sports marketing or whatever avenue it is, there are always a couple people who come to mind who I think, okay, I can introduce you to X, Y, and Z. And I think that's something that is the hallmark of a good sports management program. I mentioned coming from UMass Amherst and UMass has one of the most respected programs in the world. And that's something they do so well is build bridges with the industry. And because UMass has been around for a long time, you set up a bridge for a student who goes into an organization. And then that student wants to help future Merrimack students. And it kind of creates this pipeline and they become guest speakers in your courses. And that's the foundation we're trying to build here now. Yeah. We building connection is very important. And I can see that from your classes already, you're inviting guest speakers into the sessions and that kind of experience, that kind of connection is just very valuable for, for our students. And, and I think our students' parents, they're going to love this as well. They're going to feel like this is the right decision um, to choose our sports management program on campus. Now, we have talked about your um, teaching, you have your teaching interests. Now, I want to touch on the research part because you are solid uh, researchers as well. You have already published in the top tier sports management journals. You have published in uh, Journal of Sports Management um, and Sports Management Review, right? Um, do you mind tell us a little bit about your research and you know, what's your passion there? Yeah, absolutely. So going back to coming from UMass, it, the PhD program there is very research oriented. So while we're talking a lot about industry collaborations and building up the program, which is important, getting a PhD largely comes down to the research that you do, as you know, very well. So my research there focused on identification in fandom. And by that, I mean that we all have this sense of self and this self-definition, and it's comprised of multiple different layers. So right now you're speaking to me as Eric, the academic, and you know, you'll, you'll at some point today put on your Eric, the teacher hat and your Eric, the husband hat, and maybe your Eric, the Broncos fan hat. And I study the interplay between those. So sports fans have this identity with a sports team. For me, I have this identity with the Bills team, but it competes for what we call salience or activation with my other identities, with my husband role identity, with my researcher, teacher, health conscious individual, all these other identities. And I study how those are negotiated with each other. So I had the amazing, amazing fortune of working with a professor named Matt Katz at UMass who mentored me. I was his first PhD student and he mentored me as a researcher, but also just as a person, he and his wife would take me and my wife out for dinner. And he taught me a lot about being an academic, being a father. He has two kids. I have my first kid on the way. So a, lo a lot of academics like myself, really their career is largely driven by who they luck into as an advisor. Yeah. And that was the case for me for sure. Yeah. It's, it's always a fortune to have, such a great mentor who understands you, who supports you academically and socially. And, you know, it's just turning to, from a teacher student's perspective, turning to a long, long time friend and a mentor, mentee kind of relationship 
it's just good good to have that and uh, I, I'm sure you will um, you have no problem um, mentoring our students and you know just use the same kind of experience you had with your advisor and turn into um, your relationship with our current student for the future. And I'm just happy for that. Um, I guess my next question to you is, um, I, know, I know you, you are still getting adjusted to the MC as a new faculty. Now, do you have any plan for the future in terms of anything you want to do academically, teaching-wise, practicum-wise, or any, any idea? Yeah, yeah, we have some exciting things happening here at Merrimack. So one of the first things is a diversity, equity, and inclusion in sports series. And this is a topic that a lot of different industries are having to think hard about now, and that includes the sports industry. So we are launching a series of Zoom calls geared around topics within this domain. So the first one pertains to the Washington football team, which changed its name. We're also gonna have one about social justice in the NBA. We're gonna talk about the pay gap for the US women's national team. And we've secured industry experts who are going to be participating on these calls. We're going to have Merrimack Athletic Director, Jeremy Gibson participating. We're gonna have the coaches, the student athletes. And this is just gonna be a really, really cool opportunity for us to collaborate with the sports industry, to collaborate with the athletic department and to build those bridges. So that's one of the exciting things we have going on. We're continually building up the program, thinking of new ways to update our curriculum, to add new courses. We have a lot of ideas and the program's really growing, which is super exciting. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of fun things on the way. Yeah, I think just by you saying that, it just makes me think, wow, that's such a good project and collect, uh, connecting our department with our division one sports team and with the industry, you know, that, that is a golden triangle there and it's a very good sustainable plan. And I think down the road, um, not only you, but also our department, but our school will get benefit from. And I think that's just a, a and the topic that you mentioned um, diversity, inclusion, the social justice aspect of it, and the future career development aspect of it. And I think uh, you can provide a lot of different angles to it. And it's just, you know, um, and I think the students would love to have that. And I think it's great. Yeah, we, we want to talk about things that students are talking about. We don't want to offer courses that have nothing to do with the student's interest. We want to engage with them. And it's an exciting time in higher ed right now, because I think a lot of things are being questioned and we're evaluating how we're mentoring, guiding, preparing students. And this is one of those ways that we can directly participate in something that the students are talking about with their friends while also building up this program. And we want to get the word out about Merrimack sport management. We think this can be one of the best programs in the world. And doing events like this and really starting to lay those building blocks, I think, is, is a great step toward that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm excited for it. Now, just a quick question. Where do you think in the future, maybe in a year, in five years, or in 10 years, the industry, the sports management in general, from your perspective, where would that 
where would be the direction, future direction, any exciting change that you that we are anticipating? Well, if you if you're looking at economic trends for the sports industry and you're thinking of it like a graph over time, it's been unbelievable the ascent that this industry has been on. I mean, climbing up toward a hundred billion dollars in revenue per year. And even with coronavirus, though the industry took a hit, it wasn't as substantial as some people thought it was going to be. So I don't, I don't see a reason to believe that the sports industry is going to shrink. I think it's going to continue growing. And that's why we have programs like sports management, which are relatively new, because more and more students want to study it. But I think if, you, if you're looking granularly at the industry, I think it's going to be impacted as a lot of others are in the sense that a lot of people are going to start working remotely. You know, the sports industry has, in some cultures, lagged behind and people have continued to do the traditional go into the office, need to be in the area setup. And I think the industry is now going to start outsourcing, going to start letting people work remotely. So more and more pivoting toward technology and remote work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's exciting to see that. And with, um, with your, you know, industrial background and sports and sports analytics and sports technology. And I think students will have no doubt getting more, more exposure to that. And I, I'm happy for, for them. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I have two friends who I've spoken with in the past few days who had jobs that were requiring them to be there nine to five in the office. And now they're both moving both to California, interestingly, totally <laughs> far, far away from their workplaces because they proved through coronavirus that they could produce even superior output by working from <laughs> home. That's very interesting to hear. And I, I see that trend not only in the sports, but also across all of other uh, industries and different uh, kind of jobs. You know, the um, computer scientists, the programmers, they traditionally have been, um, you know, getting the benefit of working from home from time to time. But now even for some college, uh, sorry, even for some company, they can even work from home forever. Can you believe that change? I mean, this is, you know, this is exciting and interesting at the same time. Yeah. 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 I have a friend who's a software engineer and he works in the research triangle in North Carolina. And now he's moving to the mountains of Tennessee. And he said, there's no city within 30 minutes of where he's living. He just has Wi-Fi, and that's all he needs. <laughs> yeah. I hope Smokies, Smoky Mountains give, give him more, you know, spark more uh, creativity there uh, to help, help him work better. Uh, that no doubt mentally it's going to help a lot. So yeah. that's very that's very interesting to to hear that. Now my final question to you, which is the typical thing I'd like to ask, um, anything you like to share or say to our current and prospective students at Merrimack College? Yeah, I, I would tell the current students that it's on you. And by that, I mean, we're going to give you all of these opportunities. We are creating these inroads for you to meet people in the industry. We are revamping our curriculum and creating new exciting courses. But ultimately, you have to be the one who takes advantage of it. And I mentioned how in my 20s, I tried a lot of things out. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you need to be willing to try things out. You need to go out there and take the opportunities. So we're going to do everything we can as educators to give them the opportunities but then it's on them to have the drive and initiative to actually clutch those opportunities. 
And then for prospective students, I would tell them that this is a sport management program that's on the front lines of everything that's happening in the sports industry. We have connections to every different domain of it. We are expanding our curriculum. We're constantly evaluating the ways that we teach courses. For, for instance, I'm using Slack this semester and we have a really active discussion board on there where we're not talking about things directly related to the course, but we are talking about the sports industry and the students are engaged and they're building relationships and it's actually fun. So we, yeah. we don't just want students to receive head knowledge. We want them to receive head knowledge and also heart knowledge to be inspired, to build relationships and to have a good time when they're in college. Yeah. Have fun taking classes and, you know, doing all those uh, quizzes that you, uh, what's that, what's that software that you were using? Kahoot. What? Yeah. We just Kahoot? did a Kahoot yeah. yesterday. <laughs> uh, students love it. You know, I, oh, I do so a similar fun. kind of uh, quiz things, pop quiz things. Uh, but on Socrates, yeah, you know, we, we have Socrates.com. So but students love those interactions. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to see. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of fun. And I think um, what you mentioned is very important. It's not, we're going to help them the, in all the, with all the possibilities in all ways. Um, but there is always a final mile, right? They got to walk and they got to do that and they got to plan for it and have that vision for it. And I think that's very important for not just the sports management, but all of the students' body in general. And I think that's just a great advice for the students. Um, I know I have you know, a limited time with you and I just wish this uh, conversation continues and continues. You, have, you are an interesting mind and I'll definitely like to invite you back for another episode if possible. Um, but um, I guess we will just end here for now and you got to catch your classes coming up. So, um, oh, by the way, I want to wish you a late happy birthday again <laughs> because uh, your birthday was two days ago. Was that right? That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> September 14th, right? Uh, yeah. We got to yeah, remember right. this and uh, celebrate every year uh, for you. And that's we're right. We're just very happy for you. Very, very happy for you uh, that you're joining Merrimack College. And I hope in the future we get to collaborate more and do some interesting topic, do some interesting project together. And, uh, and yeah. And, and and stay stay safe during this COVID nineteen time. Thank you. You too. Yeah, I want to say thanks again for having me on, and just reiterate how awesome it is that you're doing this and that we're Thank getting you. the word out. There are so many amazing faculty members here in Girard, and the series is going to be awesome. So highly encourage everyone subscribe, follow the <laughs> podcast, and check out every new episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for for being here again. And I wish you have a wonderful day, wonderful class, and a wonderful semester. All right? Thanks, Eric. All right. Take care. Take care, Aaron.